I'm Emily Hirsch, and this is the Hirsch Marketing Underground Podcast. Attention innovators, influencers, creators, and game-changing entrepreneurs, your internet domination begins right here. We are the powerhouse marketers that you've been looking for. You're already making waves in your industry, and we're here to help amplify those waves of change by creating a connection that cuts through the noise. We take everything you've built inside your zone of genius and find its audience. With killer strategy and laser eye for impact, we launch multi-million dollar campaigns and skyrocket your reach online. And now we are doing the unheard of. We're unveiling everything we've learned, taking you behind the scenes with the Hirsch Marketing Team and giving away the secrets to our clients' success. Stay tuned for top converting strategy, ROI reports, and insider knowledge that you won't find anywhere else. You're changing the world and we're the team to help. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. I hope you are all doing amazing, having a great week, and crushing it out there. Um, I am having a great week myself currently as recording this. We're actually really um, recording a lot of episodes ahead of time, so this episode won't come out for a while because I am like about to have a baby. So we are trying to get super far ahead so I can take some time off, especially on just content creation. Um, when the time comes, I'm so excited because I'm definitely in the best place. I was just talking to my husband about this that I've ever been in, um, having, going into having a baby, which for all parents out there, you know, is like one of the hardest things is to have a kid, um, and go through that transition. Life's never the same after the next one comes, but I, you know, mentally, physically, my team, my business, like my family, my relationships are truly in the best place that they've ever been going into having a kid, my house help, all of that um, compared to the last two. You know, I didn't have necessarily the setup that I have right now. Um, and so I'm just excited to have the support, but also mentally and physically be and emotionally be in a really good place. It'll still be hard, but it will be um, just so much better. I mean, I, when I had my daughter a couple years ago, I didn't even have a team. So (laughs) I had my daughter and I was the breadwinner and, you know, running my company. And, um, I was working like the next day, um, which to be fair, I see myself working a little bit. I'm not going to like fully take off weeks and weeks because honestly, I don't know what to do. Like you're sitting in bed anyways. I can work on my phone a little bit and, you know, talk to my team because I want to, because it's, my passion and because it's my purpose outside of being a mom. And so I know I'm going to want that contact. But the difference here is like when I had my last, um, my my daughter, like almost three years ago, she'll be three in April. Um, I had no sales team. I had no ads managers. I was doing everything. I had like a little bit of virtual assistance that helped me. But like when I reflect on the last three years, I mean, I had no, it was a nightmare, like no process. It was all on me. Um, So it's just so much more sustainable when you have a team of people who can support you and you're able to take weeks off if you needed to and the whole company still runs from marketing to sales to delivery. Um, That's like one of the most powerful things about growing a company is when you get to that place and you realize you have that freedom. Um, It's your business doesn't own you anymore. And so I'm excited to to, you know, bring this third baby in. Um, to the world with being in that situation this time compared to where I was last time where it was, I mean, I have like, and, and you know what, like that, that was my journey. So I don't 
think like I should have done it any different. I just didn't, I was too new in my business to have a team, but I was doing like client calls with my newborn strapped to me, like within a week, (laughs) it felt like I can remember like walking around with her on a call, like to keep her quiet, nursing her while she's in the carrier, trying to do a strategy call. And I did it and I did awesome. And I, you know, served those clients, I think really well for where I was and what I was charging, but it's just so much better with my team. So today um, I am talking about being specific and you're probably like, what the heck does that mean? So I just finished the book. I actually listened to it on audiobook, um, Radical Candor, and it was really good. Highly recommend it. It's a leadership book um, and it just talks about having the whole premise behind it is care personally, challenge directly. So having direct conversations, giving direct feedback, but also caring about who works for you. But it's honestly relevant in everything. Like it's relevant in your communication with your kids, your husband, your friends, you know, people that you need to confront. Like it it was relevant for all of that, but it was very relevant for um, management. And so I read that and I'm having my entire team read it. Um, not my entire team, my, my leadership team. So anybody who manages people, I was like, get this book (laughs) right now. It's so good. And one of my biggest takeaways that I implemented right away after reading the book was the, like being really specific in communication. And I was thinking about it and I think it's relevant in so many areas, including marketing. So I want to talk about that a little bit. Are you ready to outsource your marketing to a team of digital marketing experts? Or maybe you've tried other agencies who have not worked out in the past and you're desperate for help. We all know that without successful and consistent marketing, your company will not continue to grow. If you're ready to consider partnering with a team like Hirsch Marketing, go to helpmystrategy.com and apply to work with us. We pride ourselves in having over a 90% client retention rate. We consistently maintain this metric by only taking on clients we know we can help. Visit helpmystrategy.com to go through our application process where we will give you the exact next steps that we recommend taking based on where you're at today in your business. We manage millions of dollars of ad spend each month for online businesses and that data combined with our world-class processes honestly can't be found anywhere else. If you're ready to take your marketing to the next level, visit helpmystrategy.com and begin filling out your application today. So what the book talked about was when you give praise or you give um, feedback and you're, you're giving more like feedback on what they could do better, what somebody could do better, or you're giving praise it's so much more powerful when you can be really specific. And I, as soon as I read this, I was like, man, I could do such a better job at this because I definitely like get into the habit where you're just like, great job. Like, thank you so much. Right. Or you're doing an awesome job. I'm so glad that you're part of the company. Or when you give feedback, like, or when let's say I'm giving feedback on something, going about it in a more like passive way of like, oh, well, I would, you know, send this email or I would do it this way, but it's not very direct and it's not specific. And so the the reflection that I had was we often assume people know what we're saying when we're saying something, but the more specific you can be, the less room there is for error. So here's some examples. Now, when I give feedback, I'm when I give feedback, but also praise. And I almost think praise is like more important because 
praise is more important. There's supposed to be like a three to one ratio, three times the amount of praise to direct feedback so people can take both, right? But instead of just saying like, oh, you're doing such a great job in your role, like be specific and be like, I loved how you really went the extra mile to fill out that report. It really made me feel like you cared and and I could tell like that you um, really did some research in it. You know what? And, and so I'm trying to think of examples that I've used, but instantly when I read this, I started doing this. So when I started giving my team um, praise and just like, especially my direct reports, I was very specific with what they were doing. Like your, your leadership skills have been amazing this week. I loved how you handled this, this, and this situation, or, um, thank you so much for taking the extra time as you interviewed those candidates so that we could find the right person. I can tell that you're really going deep with that to make sure that we find the right hire. That's something I, I just said to someone. And so go, being specific, because otherwise I could just be like, great job, you know, great job trying to fill that position or great job um, managing your ads manager. And I could be really vague, but the more specific I am, then they know what they're doing well. And they're able to take that feedback because think about it, you know, your perspective when somebody tells you specifically what you're doing well and they're like it's so cool when you do this and they like give you an example isn't that feel better than just it's so awesome how you've grown your business or like it's so awesome how you show up online like those are cool I mean it's nice to get the compliments and it's still nice to get that feedback but when you go specific and you take that extra like literally seconds to be specific with what you're saying, you have a deeper level of a connection. And it worked like immediately when I started doing it and I shared it with my team. I said, you know, now as managers, when you give praise to your direct reports, I want you to be really specific with the praise, Um, really specific with what you're happy about that they're doing, what you are grateful that they're doing and what you are praising and because they can't read your mind. And then the same thing goes with feedback. So when you have something with a team member and you're trying to give feedback, I noticed that I tended to be a little bit more passive. So I would like be saying something and then I would be hoping that they would get what I was saying. So I'd say like, let me think of an example. I'd say like, um, you know, I really think that we should probably, we should no. Here's an example. I would say we should probably send a follow-up email to them and check in. But I'm saying it like, oh, we should probably do this. And I'm like, it's like a suggestion. And then they could agree and be like, yeah, we probably should. But nobody's going to own that. Or if I say, you know, I really, um, you need to manage the team better. You need to manage people better or whatever. Like that, that doesn't give somebody an actual actionable thing that they can go do. So instead, in like the follow-up email case, I should say, I would like you to send a follow-up email today, a personal follow-up email addressing these things. And then are you like, and then getting back from them, okay, yes, I'll do that by this time. There's no room for error then in my management if I am that specific and somebody agrees to it. So now when I go into meetings or when I go into like all team meetings, it's like sometimes you talk about, and you've probably been here if you've been in you know, a team meeting where there's like four or five, six people. You'll talk about an idea and it's like, yeah, we could do this and we could do this and we could do this. And it's like, who's going to own what? And let's be really specific here. So so-and-so is going to do this, this, and this. You're going to do this, this, and this. And we're all doing it by tomorrow. And like leaving that meeting with that very specific expectations and feedback. And then let's say, you have somebody who is not, um, let's say I have somebody on my team who's not 
being urgent enough in their actions. And so they're taking a little bit longer to respond, which is actually a relatively common thing I run into because I, um, on the disc profile, if you're familiar with it, I'm a 99 D and that's like dominant driven. And so I act with like extreme urgency, like in everything I do, it's like, it needs to be done now. I want it done right now. Like tomorrow, let's do it. Let's go. And like, I don't just, I'm not slow. I don't operate slowly, but everybody else is not me. And so if they're not a high D on the disc assessment, they basically like a lot of people, they don't have that urgency. And so for me to come in as a manager and expect somebody to have the same level of urgency that I have just because I think they should, I'm actually in the wrong there. And so I have to be specific with, let's say it's when a client emails, we have to respond within two hours. Or when we have to do X, Y, Z, it needs to be done this quickly. Like those are the expectations and be very specific. Let's say they're not doing that. I could say, you know, lately I've, I've noticed that, you know, this has come up and we haven't responded fast enough. Let me give you an example. Give them an example. Instead, what I would like us to do is give them exactly what you would like them to do. And it was just like a huge light bulb moment for me because I think, first of all, in the praise, I was definitely not being as specific as I could be. It was more general, like, great job. I'm grateful for you. And I, I also don't give enough praise, I think. Um, it doesn't, it's not something that like is natural to me. Like I don't need it. I'm just like, go, let's do it. I don't really, I, I don't know. It's just my personality. Um, and so I'm trying to give more and slow down just a little bit to, to give a little bit more praise, but be specific with my praise. But then the, the, um, feedback also, I think I was more passive with it in the past before reading this book. I was more passive with my feedback was like, we should do this or like, we should do this. And I was like, kind of hoping that somebody would catch on, (laughs) I think was my, um, you know, my thought process. And like, if you leave as a CEO or even as just a manager, people want to please you. Like that is their, that is your team's goal. But if they're not clear how to please you, you're going to leave them sitting there kind of like, well, did she mean this or did she mean this? I'll try this and I'll see if that works. And so the more specific you can be, the more they know what they have to do to achieve their, to do their job and achieve goals and, and, and meet your expectations. I'll give you one last example is when you give direction. So we had something come up where I was saying, we need to follow up with this client who was being onboarded and we hadn't heard from them. And I was like, we need to just follow up. And our, um, billing specialist was following up, but she was just kind of resending our automated onboarding emails. And I would have like in my head, my expectation was send like a personal follow-up email, which I think she did like a couple of times, but she didn't do it every time. And so I didn't know that. Like I'm sitting there assuming I'm saying we should follow up. We need to follow up with them. She's saying, okay, I followed up. She's resending, you know, what they need to do basically. Cause our onboarding emails are very templated like fill out your intake form do this do this do this like a to-do list she was just kind of resending those for the most part she did send like a couple personal ones but and I was assuming that she was sending personal follow-up emails and so then what happened is the client ended up like they weren't getting our emails and then they thought you know we weren't sending them and we were like where's the client and I was like oh once I looked into it I'm like we should have just sent personal follow-up emails and we should have just given them a call But I was not specific and I could argue and say, oh, that person should have known that. But no, like in their head, they were doing what I was saying on the huddle, like telling them to do. And in my head, 
I thought, you know, I had a different expectation, but if I would have just changed, you know, one thing and said, can you please send a personalized follow-up email and give that person a call? It would have eliminated that. Like it would have been very clear. They would have done it and they would have known what to do to achieve it. And I was, that was like a huge light bulb moment for me because I was like, I can own this. Like I, I can see where the disconnect was, but I'm sitting here thinking I'm being clear and she's sitting here thinking that she's doing exactly what I'm saying, but I'm assuming she's reading my mind almost. And so I don't know, that was that just this little shift in my communication and it's, and it's already made such a huge difference. So then I was thinking about this with marketing and being specific and how often we assume people know what we're talking about because we are experts. And so you write something like, a strategy that you're doing or, or something that you do because you're an expert in your field, but your audience doesn't know what you're talking about and it doesn't resonate with them and they're still confused or they're still overwhelmed. And so when you're doing content, let's say it's a webinar or a podcast or writing or a post, you have to be as specific as possible and clear as you can. Thinking about if I didn't have all my knowledge and I wasn't in my own brain, would I understand what I'm communicating here? Because the more specific, the more powerful your messaging will be in your marketing. And so with with like webinar, let's say webinar ads, I see a lot like when I look at our students um, copy, like the biggest feedback I give is we got to go deeper. Like they will write things that make sense to them because they're an expert and they use their language. But then when you really look at it, it's like, is the client or the customer that you're trying to attract really talking like that? Is that really what's going to, you know, get them to realize, you know, oh, this is something I need or this is content I need or connect with the content. And a lot of times we're not, we don't go deep enough. We don't go specific enough in our messaging. And so it's the same thing with when you're communicating with an audience that you have to be very specific and you have to go that like extra, that extra step to really over explain and over connect and over, you know, just go deeper to be able to connect with that person. And I just see this show up so many places. So in your communication with your team, in directions that you give, or when you write process, I see this, like I see this with my own team. I see, I have experts who do something like we have an amazing spreadsheet and um, we call her our data architect she builds all our spreadsheets she just rebuilt all of our weekly and daily tracking for our clients and our team but when she talks like I only understand sometimes half of what she's saying because she's talking in her language. She's talking in her spreadsheet language. And so what I've had to do is get her on meetings with her in my ads team and like break it down so everybody understood what everybody was saying because my ads team will do the same thing to her. They'll give her like marketing lingo and say like, oh, I need lead gen. And she's like, I don't know what lead gen is. You know, I do spreadsheets. And so there's like that disconnect happening and I can see it. And so I get in and like have to give commentary and background and and get everybody on the same page so I can see it happening when people give explanations whenever you talk about something that you're an expert in a lot of times what we're doing is assuming that people are reading our mind and I don't think we're consciously assuming that people are reading our mind it's just we just feel like I said it clearly like that that's clear because I have all of this background knowledge 
and this experience, but you have to remember that that person doesn't. That person is not in your head. They don't know your thoughts throughout the day. They don't know, you know, your your experience that's creating those thoughts, that's creating that knowledge. And you have to take a step back, go a little bit deeper to be able to connect with that person. So I really enjoyed talking about this. I, I, I've already noticed such a difference in my communication. I've also done it like with my husband and with my kids, like really specific, even when I'm telling my kids like great job at something, it's like, I really loved how you did this and be really specific with him. It just means so much more. And at the end of the day, whether it's with your direct report or your kids or your husband or your audience, what we're trying to create is connection. What we're trying to create is that connection and understanding of what we're trying to communicate. And the best way to do that is to be specific and go a little bit deeper in the way that we communicate. Let me know what you guys thought about this episode. Let me know if you had any light bulb moments. Again, Radical Candor was the name of the book. Highly recommend it. I listened to it on audiobook. Um, and that was great. I had to like redo, like re-listen to a couple of chapters because I listened to it on one and a half times speed. But it was a really good book, lots of takeaways, um, and I highly recommend it. So thank you so much for tuning in today, guys. I would love Instagram message, email us, like just tell me what you thought about this episode. Um, And if you loved it and you feel like giving us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to this podcast, I would also really appreciate that. So thanks so much for tuning in and I will see you all next time. Thanks for listening to the Hirsch Marketing Underground Podcast. Go behind the scenes of multi-million dollar ad campaigns and strategies, dive deep into the Hirsch process, and listen to our most popular episodes over at hirschmarketingunderground.com. If you loved this episode of the podcast, do me a favor and head over to iTunes to subscribe and leave a review so we can reach more people and change more lives with this content. That's all for now, and I'll catch you next time. Thank you.